0: Hello, I'm Aidan
1: Gallagher. I'm Peter Reeves. Welcome to API, our integration podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to set the world to rights on various topics in the world of enterprise integration. And it scratches our collective itches as engineers who just want to uh, rant about enterprise IT over a cup of coffee.
0: Or tea! Hello, Peter. Hello, Aidan. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm okay. What are we talking about today, Peter we are talking about when projects stagnate or as i like to call it flogging the dead horse why are we talking about this aiden because in the past we have both been on projects which have felt very uphill yeah it's felt felt very much like no matter what you do it just doesn't get going it doesn't move it doesn't progress there's no forward motion you're thinking of sisyphus going uphill Ah, push it Pushing the boulder. Pushing the boulder uphill, yeah. yeah. I think we've all been there. We've all had a project that's not not moving a million miles an hour. uh starting to lose a bit of motivation. You're thinking, oh, I'll have to do that again tomorrow and the day after and the day after. And, and it doesn't really matter how many times you try. It, it doesn't really seem to finish. you have an example, a more specific example?
1: I was, I was going to say, when would you say that a project has stagnated? But I'm going to now... Now, now I've got to answer my own An question. Answer your own question, do it. I would think of when it includes... Uh, I'll I say there's two things. There's two things. Mm-hmm. One, when it includes characteristics of a death march. What's the, And what's a death march? I think it's like a project management term. Although, well, like, I imagine it's more a project management slang term. rather than an official, like, something they teach you in project manager school. In project management, a death march is a project where participants believe it to be destined for failure or that it requires a stretch of unsustainable overwork. The project marches to its death as its members are forced by their superiors to continue the project (laughs) against their better judgment. (laughs) And we've all been there. No one wants to kill the project or can the project. And so everyone's kind of forced to continue, even though the people on the ground might not know it's a, uh, probably probably think it's not a good idea. Yeah,
0: or, or, or you know, you've, you hear the team say, maybe if I just wait long enough, the project would just slowly fizzle out and and so, I, yeah I or
1: slowly so fix itself or disappear i won't
0: actually have to do anything it'll just fizzle out in the background and it's one of those projects you get to november and you think oh, it's almost christmas i'll just i'll worry about this in january i'll ta- take my foot off
1: the pedal and and soon it'll be like the third week of january but yeah i was talking to i was talking about this previously and apparently um like c-suite level executives are, they're really quite aware that projects fail. Sometimes projects don't pan, in, pan out. They go nowhere. And, and yeah, people on the ground, your your SMEs and your resources, they're aware that sometimes projects just fizzle out. But occasionally you'll get some, I don't know, some project manager or some mid-level sponsor who's just like, no, no, he's too big to fail.
0: <laughs> well, it's more like... Um... HS2, going, yeah. going more and more over and they're saying, no, it's too big to fail, it's too big to fail. Which it's just got to happen now. We've already sunk a load of money bulldozing random people's houses. <laughs> and woods, ain't some woodlands. Wasn't yeah. the, the channel tunnel um, a lot more expensive than it was um, pegged to be? However, I don't think anyone would say now that they wish it hadn't have happened, for example. it's The channel tunnel's a brilliant, brilliant thing and it was expensive at the time but relatively to the overall long-term solution i've I've derailed we're off we're off on a tangent
1: you 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 have you have derailed i said i said i said there were um i think there's two things that potentially signify that a project has stagnated one is death march characteristics yeah and i would say that the other one is lack of clear vision for where the project is going and so you end up with an office of people who they turn up at 9 a.m they disappear at five eight five PM. You're still paying for them, but but they're not really sure what they're doing, so they're just kind of filling
0: eight hours in a day. So in what in what circumstance would a project not have a vision? Would it would it be unclear to people why they're doing what they're doing? Is that on a long term legacy project? Because presumably a new project where I dunno, we want to deploy this new application to get this function, that's got that's got a vision.
1: You 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 think that's got quite a clear directive Everyone knows what we're doing. We are going to deploy the application onto the platform. However, things are often not as clear as they first seem. So, when you break that down, when you boil it down, to, to deploy the application onto the platform, what well, means you might have to have someone who has to build the platform, someone who has to build the application, someone who I don't know is responsible for some niche component of the application they all kind of need details, they all need to work together, and uh, and if and if it's all not there then you might find people just spinning their wheels.
0: Yeah, I also, so one of the reasons I think that projects stagnate is it's like the small cuts of, of, it's little, it's little downers. I don't know, imagine planning a party and everyone goes, oh, and one person goes, oh we're going to there, the next person goes, oh they come in, or the next person goes, Oh oh that's quite expensive that place, isn't it? So individually they're not insurmountable. Um the little cuts demoralize you and think, Oh I can't, bother I can't be bothered now. Can't be bothered can't bother to go. Uh, and in the same way with projects, I will bring this back around and stay on topic. For example, you say, Okay, this is this is a design we're gonna use, this storage system actually that you can not use that storage system uh, it, it won't work with 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 this very specific niche thing in in the project You're like ah oh, okay yeah okay so we've got to use this thing instead Ah oh, but that's not very good I, i've used it before and i know it doesn't work as well and all oh, right okay first cut next cut is uh we've got to upgrade the we've got to upgrade the platform and some of the key features that were there in the new platform uh don't actually exist oh okay that's the number two yeah right. another team saying ah oh, we're moving from this product which we love to a- this other product and they have not really put much effort into the into the movement but the, the little cuts basically lead to the, everybody going Ugh.
1: yeah i feel like you want to say you want to say death of a thousand cuts don't you
0: yeah that's what i want to say
1: um i had i had a sub question when would you say that a project has matured versus stagnated and I ask this question because, have you ever been on a project where it's like you're two or three years in, but and basically your project is a day-to-day job? But but it's not it's not like the project is bad or any way. It's like you've just transitioned into business as usual. I would say it's it's the point when people start by bringing like cakes into an office and celebrating birthdays and stuff, or or like there's regular team team away days or something.
0: Well, you could do them in a in a new project. I think B A. I think when you when you end up doing that is when you stop doing new things for the sake of it, for improvement. Or you know, you don't go, ah, oh, do you know what we could do? We could implement this new DevOps system, and that will increase our product our deployment rates by thirty percent. What actually, what actually happens is. Right we've got to upgrade next week so uh, let's make sure we let's make sure nothing can fail whilst we're doing it. It's risk aversion rather than then jumping on benefits essentially. Not saying you can't improve a BAU um, yeah but if you were starting to improve a BAU I think you're back in that point where you could stagnate rather than just being mature. What are the key what are the key features of a stagnating project if you had to say pick your top three?
1: I think you can tell when a project is sort of is stagnating from the top down when potentially it feels as though the management level has given up. And that's when uh, bodies start getting thrown at a project and you start to get into mythical man-month territory.
0: What's mythical man-month?
1: I, I, I know that you, kn- I I genuinely, know, you know what this I is I genuinely don't know. It was a famous sort of software development essay...
0: I feel like it's one of those things that people say, never give it any context. Mm -hmm. If you've never heard of it before, like myself, you can't, you'll say, what's Mythical Man Month? People go, oh, you know what that is. And then they never tell you.
1: So it is like a sort of like a story around the fact that adding people to a late software project makes it later. And the idea of the Mythical Man Month is that there's some magic, like perfect, unit of work called a man month like if, you, if you've heard someone say I don't know one woman can deliver a baby and can grow and deliver a baby in nine months well nine women working together <laughs> can do it in one month it's that kind of thing well no because the the man month is a hypothetical measurement It it's it's not a real yeah, thing yeah so if like if I um, throw
0: another four if I throw another four developers and four testers in yes they can develop and test um, more things but the fact that you've got the fact that you've got fixed things that can't increase, like operations teams or the number of different uh, applications you can put into production at any one time safely, uh, yeah. Th- then, then, then the project as a whole can't move any quicker. Uh, it, it's it's got a fixed time. Yeah, and the thing comes down to this idea that
1: people need time to get up to speed, mm. and as part of getting up to speed, they often have to have intercommunications and dependencies on the existing team. So, say that there was a project of one, Aiden, and Aiden does one Aiden's worth of work per month, and then Peter joins the project, Peter doesn't have a clue what, what's happening on the project, so he needs to... I need to have a, a couple of half-hour calls with Aiden every day to understand the background and the scope and everything, which means that suddenly Aiden's not able to, to deliver his Aiden month every month because he's getting, he, needs to, he needs help. He needs to help... Uh, the new person on the project. Okay, then imagine it wasn't Aiden and Peter, it was five new guys just turned up one day, so they all need help on what's the background, why are we doing what we're doing, uh, can you help me with this, how does this weird thing work? And eventually you find that people just kind of run out of time to help. There's a thing called a combinatorial explosion where you don't realise that like the, the, the effort just extra um exponentially goes up so if you think about tasks that require intercommunication between teams and i think this is, i think this is studied in like operations which tasks scale and which tasks don't and it's all down to whether the task can be done by a team without communication uh, if the task is carry a load of bricks i don't know from one place to another place you could you could hire another person tomorrow and say the job is you carry bricks from here to there and you can literally scale that kind of task perfectly but if the task is develop software because you always have to be kind of peering and staying in sync with with the rest of your team software teams don't scale very well that's why if you think about a software team that you've worked in i don't know how big is a team you've worked in on a project five five or six have you ever worked on a have you ever worked on a project where you've been in a team of, of like 20 or 25 no no of course you haven't you might have been on a project with maybe I don't know a scrum of scrums and there's five five squads of five people but you would never work on a team with on, on a project where there's a, a single team of 25 it's just
0: completely Well, nuts. I have worked on projects with 13 people over a large expanse you I suppose you could subcategorise them as a, as a much smaller teams
1: yeah they wouldn't be they wouldn't be 13 JavaScript developers, there would be maybe three JavaScript developers and three uh, back-end developers and two testers and one project manager and maybe two architects. So they're all specialized roles. You wouldn't have 13 guys on a single component. It would just be absolutely nuts. And you certainly couldn't scale up from like three JavaScript developers to 13 JavaScript developers. It would just be... Well, well you could but it would be that that team couldn't be also expected to continue
0: its sort of rate of productivity we've done a we've done a big man month diversion there it's like we were saying about mentoring sometimes it takes you just as long to teach somebody as it does to do it yourself so if if as you say if new people are joining the project and you have to teach them as well or, or get them up to speed it'll take you just as long to get them up to speed as it would have to actually do the work so that make it makes sense to me that the mythical man month we were saying what are the key drivers that makes a project stagnate, where the managers seem to have lost the will. I think another one is when you find yourself not getting any decisions. And I genuinely think that one of the biggest drivers of project stagnation is a lack of leadership and a lack of firm decision making. You end up in like 20 meetings, like 20 meetings a day, and each of them is asking the same question. Oh, but it all depends on which database we're going to use right which one shall we use and you end up going in circles because everybody has an opinion everybody has a has a thought so one of the main ones is when there's not somebody there who could just say well I'm going to I'm going to go for this and if it's not right we'll we'll worry about it later but for now to get things moving we're going to do this and that I think needs leadership in terms of I'm willing to accept the consequences of this not being right and uh, also a case of of respect respecting that somebody needs to make that decision and just because you're not the person making the decision doesn't mean it's the wrong decision to make so taking a step back and we all i think be a bit territorial about decisions
1: yeah i'm i'm actually at the point where (laughs) i don't know whether i should say this i think that I, i don't want to say a bad decision is better than no decision i will say an average decision or even a decision that I don't really agree with is better than no decision because it always keeps, it moves the project on, it moves, it keeps things moving. Whereas if whereas if, if things just hang there and no one really wants to commit, people willing to yeah, be be accountable and, and show leadership for decisions.
0: Yeah, and I think part of that is enabling everyone in the team to make those decisions. I appreciate that decision on committee is, is useful, but if there is a project stagnating, one way to reduce its stagnation or stop it stagnating is just to say okay i'm going to allow i'm going to allow a, a wider decision making at um at a level down so not always going to the same person especially if that person's a blocker i was i was just trying to find the quote for,
1: for that and it's um is it, is it leadership or being a leader is is making the best decisions with imperfect information
0: so what else can cause
1: stagnation i would say not being able to delegate A large part of projects moving is that lots of people have to have uh, the confidence and the ability to get things done and if it's people can't make decisions that's a problem if it's people can't delegate it means that work can't be accurately shared and you end up with people that are busy all the time and people that are um, not really sure
0: what they're doing. And the so... rock star developer. what's it, isn't it? The Ah, well, everything's stuck with this one person because uh, they know they know everything. There is some there is some challenges in that because there has to be a realisation that people don't just know things automatically. So delegating's fine if you've got people who understand the delegation. And it, this goes back to some of our mentoring discussions where we're saying teach people how to learn rather than just teaching them how to do a thing if I teach you how to debug a, a system I don't need to be there when you're debugging the system because you're, you're able to debug it yourself if I show you how I go about trying to fix something um, you can try it and if you're having a real problem then you come to me so it's okay having the rockstar developers if they can delegate and delegate their methods for achieving and I think getting people out of that mentality of they're the one person who does everything does the mm-hmm. thing um, is 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 a good way so I think they're things that can stagnate a project having like you say not being able to delegate
1: are there any other things that you want to say for um things that you reckon are when a project has stagnated uh
0: yes i think the last one i th- the one i'd say is um when people start to work in a silo so it's easier for this to happen now that we're all all remote, remote. and you're not chatting to people in, in in the canteen or we're getting a cup of tea or going out for lunch or whatever you end up you say, Oh, this do you know what would be a really good idea. I I could I could implement this system and I could automate X, Y, Z. You know, because you're in a silo, you don't realize that it already exists. So, so you don't, might not realize the organization tool exists. And I've done it before with trying to implement, oh, this hasn't been done before. And then I did actually speak to someone and they said, oh, I think that exists. And then sent me a, in a very polite way, said this has existed for like five years. Uh, <laughs> why don't you look here? And I was like, oh, oh that's brilliant, actually. I don't need to do all this, all this work that I needed to do. I think that shows stagnation because it means that the team aren't properly communicating and the project's maybe not not working as quick as they can and, and people are thinking, oh, how can I make this a little bit better? That
1: reminds me of one that I wanted to say around, um, yeah, when people seem to go down rabbit holes. I think that's probably linked to there being a lack of vision and understanding and knowledge shared. I think it's probably, again, Mythical Man Month. People are just being thrown at the project and don't really know what they should be doing. So they kind of try to find something that they can at least latch onto and it can be theirs and they can show that they are delivering something. And you get all sorts of very weird organic growth things where it's not all directed, but people are making things which at least make them feel useful.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a, a good example I think of is the lack of vision is... If it's not well understood what the project's trying to achieve, uh, you know, a, a security engineer saying, "Right, we have to put the highest level of in- encryption on this on this server," and mm-hmm. uh, they they push for it and push for it and push for it, and you know, a few weeks down the line, somebody goes, "Hold up, uh, this doesn't ever leave this server. The application not has no network access to any other system. Every all the applications are in the same machine, uh, so there's no encryption. There's no nothing. There's no." transport layer to to sort of sniff i suppose it, it's the context if you haven't got the vision of what the project's trying to do and where it's intending to go in the future how can you make how can you understand where you fit in where what your decisions are uh impact the the overall whole system or is that not what you meant <laughs>
1: no i think that is what i meant i think that is what i meant i, I think it's probably the point where you start to get annoyed that people are working on things and you're like but this is so this doesn't really get us closer to our goal why why are you working on this?
0: Peter we've been discussing when a project stagnates or when it 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 just doesn't continue we've talked a little bit about what that what we think that means and sort of some of the projects we've worked on and and how you know when a project stagnated we talked about the mythical man month so more people keep getting thrown on it to try and get some results uh we've talked about delegation and and um, reducing the number of meetings that we have, or, or should I say that a lot of meetings with not a lot of decision-making going on yet. Yeah, that shows that a project has stagnated. Uh, we've talked about needing to have a vision and people getting really tunnel vision and, and going off and implementing specific things in a siloed way. So doing lots of work on their own, you know, maybe not knowing that dependencies needed are needed, or, or they they're dependent on another team, just very fixated on getting the thing done that they need to do. So they're yeah. they're the things that we show that we a project has stagnated. How do we know? There. How do we move away from that?
1: The first thing I would say is you probably are going to have to set expectations in that it's not going to be an overnight thing where it's so, it's suddenly all better. Because uh, I just want to say what what's the opposite of the mythical man month? Well, that there isn't there isn't really one. Uh, adding people to a late software project makes it later. The, the only way that you can add people to a software project is you've got to wait out that time for them to skill up, which means y- there's no magic fix you can do that can get things back on track. You can't suddenly make things go faster. So understanding that. We've identified some of the things that potentially might cause stagnation so or, or, or kind of bad projects. And so doing the reverse of those so having a vision and being able to enthuse and share that with a team is good
0: having a stakeholder Um, who makes uh, who makes tactical decisions um even if they're not making strategic decisions i think somebody there who says well i'm i'm gonna put a line in the sand this is what i'll do um just just to get over those humps and it's okay well that's what we'll do even if you're working in democracy and you say, okay, let's vote on it, Who, you know, which, which one do we want to do? Somebody's got to be in charge of that decision and say, I- I'll, I'll take ownership of that, which, like you said, um, requires a bit of bravery. Looking for opportunities to automate things you do or delegate that automation of things you do to other people. So being able to recognize that something is a drain or, or, or causing stagnation, you know, if it, if it takes you three hours a day to, to check for errors in a log, for example one could you delegate that or if you're a if you're the rock star developer for example or could could somebody automate that to generate generate a positive thing for other projects in the future um so assets assets is a, is a good one to talk about
1: yeah i said you can't really sort of fight mythical man month but we know that when you, when you think of the constraints of a project time money and scope one, one of the best ways to to get a project back on track is to cut scope so if you can reuse things rather than develop them yourself that's something that's really beneficial. The only thing the only thing better would be to agree to not do things at all.
0: Anecdotally whenever I speak to people who aren't necessarily my project or my team and I say oh it would be really good as if we had xyz um I often get oh yeah well, we actually do have that this thing exists in this team you need to go talk to this person. Um so maybe that's that stuff already exists it's like I said I've, I went to try and build something before and then a few weeks later somebody said oh actually that's sort of already been done." donated oh, okay yeah on the reuse still so on the on the assets, a lot of the time you might look at an asset and think oh god oh god that that's a really old way of working i was gonna just say that old doesn't mean bad so if you're looking at an old sewer design for example doesn't mean that you can't extract the uh the the, the structure or the basis of of that for a web service design for example you've
1: have you, you've seen the latest um terminator film haven't you i am old not obsolete
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i think make sure you draw drawing upon past experiences make sure that you've got a decision maker make sure that the team is able to delegate and i think that's by demonstrating value in offloading work to other people um when you, when you've got those core core people in the team who who appear to need to be there to do everything uh right any any final thoughts, Peter?
1: Did we want to talk about some of the points that we had for biases and that sort of thing? It's easier to write code than it is to read code. So if I said, do you want to use this um, this off-the-shelf piece of code, or do you want to write your own version... Most people say, "Oh, I'll write my own. I'll write my own thing for that. I don't want to um, use uh, something that's already there because I don't really understand how it works, and it would take me longer to. It's easier for me to write something new than it is to read something that's already there. But that's bad because it not because stuff that's already there normally already has. Uh, it's been battle tested. It's had, It's got fixes applied to it. People have squashed issues with it. All that useful things."
0: I, I yeah like I don't want to use something created by that team no I don't think they do very good work for example okay but it's it's, it's still better than what we've got <laughs>
1: and uh, not invented here is that's just a phrase for I think it's I don't know whether it's half tribalism or uh it's it's the idea that because something's because you've developed something uh in-house it means that it's automatically better and, and so it will be uh, much better to use when in fact it's just the same way as uh, it's just exactly the same as, as, as using something externally or using someone that someone else created. I think it's just be aware of that bias to think that you can create something uh, better yourself than reuse stuff that's already there. Good.
0: Well, uh, hopefully you've learned how to stop your projects stagnating.
1: Or you've you've got the you've been re with the tolerance to just wait through them.
0: Right, that's
1: all from me. And that's all from me. Lovely. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Goodbye.